0: what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that this really helps
1: So welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so excited that you are here with us today on Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in lively conversations that take our walk with God beyond Sunday. Today, we have a special
0: guest. (laughs) We have
1: Christina Scott, who is our Connections Director, or what's, what's, what's the title?
0: we're in between titles right now. so <laughs> Christina Scott, who does some stuff and handles some things around here at Fathom Church. <laughs> here
1: we go. I'm like, wait, I don't know exactly what your title is right now because all things are shifting. <laughs> so much shifting. <laughs> and I am Jackie Cobble, as usual. Um, <laughs> the Connections Director, commu- oh my gracious.
0: And, and We've lost no. all of our titles. We've lost all of our titles. So normally I am the Communications Director. There we go. (laughs) and jackie is the community director (laughs) christina knows me better than i know myself (laughs) it's just too many of those same similar words community connection yep communication all of those things feel like they
1: i feel like that's that's a kyle thing like he just he likes all of the it's the alliteration (laughs) and he knows how
0: much i dig it too i really do
1: see y'all work together so well we
0: i i think so yeah
1: well, we're so excited that you're here with us. I'm so excited that we get to do this together. Um, it's right after holiday weekend, so everything yes. is kind of turned upside down. Yeah. <laughs> but this week, we started a new series called The Light. Yes. And how amazing is it? Um, I hope you got to tune in for this week's sermon. If you didn't, there you can listen to it in podcast form or you can listen to it online. Um, but it was such a good word for yes what the time we're in and everything that's going on. Um, But I think what I really wanted to gather from Sunday, like what I really wanted to take us beyond Sunday with this week is our... um, how Jesus calls us the light yes. on Sunday, we talked about how Jesus is the light and the light typically represents salvation and what that means for us. You know, right. Jesus comes, he is the light of the world and he comes and he, he saves us. Right. From, that <laughs> from the darkness. darkness. Yeah. Yes. And we see over and over and over where darkness and light are used to represent salvation. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to go ahead and go to the next step in that. And I think that's where I feel like God's drawing us into today because we're told in Matthew 5, you know, um, we are the light. So I wanted to read that scripture to kind of start us out for today. And that is um, Matthew 5. We'll start at 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be? Hmm.
0: I love that. I love the image of a city on a hill. I love that. I mean, I think there's a reason why that one's put before the lamp and and under a basket just because of the the breadth and the – just when you hear about a city on a hill, you think of something so huge, right, that you can't help but see it. And I think that that is exactly what when – you know, what happens to a person when Jesus changes their life, when Jesus takes them from darkness into light as they become this thing. That you can't help but see it. You can't help it. Um, that city on a hill is um, something I go back to pretty often in my mind. Mm-hmm. And what do I want in that city? What do I want you know, to, to be part of that city. If I am a city on a hill, what am I doing daily? What am I doing weekly? What am I doing monthly to build up that city? What, you know, to make, what does that city look like based on what I'm doing, what my routines look like, or, um, or even the thing that's out of routine. I still want that in my city too. Right. So yes. Anyway, I just love that (laughs) metaphor.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. And, and how, how when we think about like a city on a hill in in this time frame in this time period like how how drastic it must stick out yes because you have literally nothing right. around it it's not like it's not like you're looking at new york and you, you new york is bright and it's mm-hmm. and it's big and it you know you can see it right but there's still sprawling suburbs around it and there's still a bunch of stuff crowding it mm-hmm. where In that time frame, there was nothing. Right. So a city on a hill stood out. It was like, it was undeniable. Right.
0: And I think that's huge. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever driven into, this is going to sound so crazy because this is not the sort of city that I want my city on a hill to be. (laughs) But if you've ever driven into Vegas at night, Mm -mm. so you're driving through desert and there is nothing. And then there are the bright lights and you know you finally made it to civilization kind of thing (laughs) like it's really that's not the city that I (laughs) want it's not the city that I want my city on a hill to be exactly like but it is really it is one of those places where as modern day there's nothing there's nothing whoa there's everything you know no street lights no anything until okay I feel like you could see this from space, that much light, (laughs) that much light. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. That's uh, such a good picture. It's a good, like tangible representation for us to recognize, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what exactly we're talking about, the picture that Jesus is painting in that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great example for us to even think about in modern times. Um, So let's, let's go ahead and reconcile or talk through how, Jesus can be the light but how we also can be the light right (laughs) because it seems very counter to to anything else in the bible when we say you know Jesus is the light and the light is salvation
0: well we
1: can't be anybody's salvation obviously right (laughs) right
0: not not that salvation but when once we have made that conscious choice mm-hmm. that we have surrendered our light, right? We are, we're dead to ourselves and we are living only for him. And we have that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to live in us. We can't help but be that that light. Yeah. Um, because part of that light, the, the part of Jesus that makes, like it's, the way that my brother and I have talked about it in the past is the part of God that makes God, God that's the Holy spirit is what, what they work all together and what, what makes everything work in this way. And, and it's so much more like I could talk for years about what the Holy (laughs) spirit is and and what the Holy spirit does. And there's an entire book um, about it. If you want to read it, it's called the Bible. Um, (laughs) But I just, that, what makes God, God comes to live in us. Mm-hmm. And that's why we don't have to um, become the light. Uh, kind of what Kyle had referenced, I think for a couple of moments in his sermon, like we don't have to become the light. We don't have to um, wrestle with that to, to strive to be that. Yes, But we literally are the light because what makes God, God is living in us yes you can't deny that not for long anyway <laughs> <laughs> well
1: and i think that's such a that's that's a good picture because when we when we look at it we recognize that okay like it's not in our striving right like it it literally happens at salvation the moment where you like you said we take off our own will, our own desires, our own selfishness, and we decide that we are going to put on God and we're going to or pr- it's lack of better words, not we don't really put on <laughs> right. God, <laughs> right but, yes, but we take him on ourselves and that he becomes the indwelling part of us mm-hmm. that is good and holy. Yes. It is the thing that drives us to that holiness and and so we aren't we aren't the light. He is the light. We're just carriers of that right. light. Yes, <laughs> We're just literally like vessels that he has chosen to indwell. And we get
0: to shine that light into right. the world. Yes. In in all sorts of ways, in ways that you're not even really consciously thinking about. Um, and mm-hmm. then in ways that you are actively thinking about, right? Absolutely. So the Holy Spirit gives us Those nudges sometimes where we're actively saying, okay, this is a choice that I'm making to do this thing and to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And then other times it just feels so natural and you don't even recognize that you're doing it. Oh, I've held the door for this person and let them walk through the door first. That doesn't feel like it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. But when you're putting others Yeah, Ahead of yourself. That is not something we do in our own nature. We only do anything good that we do. We only do it because God is good. Right. Because we are made in his image. I tell my kids that all the
1: time. Like every good gift is from God, Mm -hmm. whether it, whether we recognize it or not. Right. Because there is, there's so many things like, and we were just talking about this before we actually jumped on the podcast. Um, (laughs) we were talking about how, uh, this world, it benefits from the presence of God, even if you aren't a believer, right? Like you get the opportunity to experience the Holy spirit. You get to experience his goodness and experience what he's doing in the earth, whether or not you are of God. And because all men were created in his image, we all have these certain things that w- we can do. So when people are good outside of being a believer, it's because they were created in the image of God. And there is this inherent need to do good right whether they recognize it as an image bearer of god or they just think oh well i'm morally i'm morally better than the next person
0: right <laughs> or this makes me feel good to right. do it or or whatever that might be but those those things that are of joy those things that are of um, love, like all of that. We only know how to love because he first loved us. Yep. And so whether or not you choose to love him back doesn't negate the fact that his love is here in the world.
1: Yes. Yes. I love that. It's, it's so good. And it's, it's good for us, especially to help reconcile some of those harder concepts to struggle with. If we right. can recognize that God is in the world and he's working in everyone's lives, it might just they just might not believe that that's what's happening and so it's really good for us to wrap our heads around that as well so that brings us to our next kind of question and that is how do we live like the light of the world Mm. (laughs) I think that if we look at Matthew 5 as a whole (laughs) there is God really speaks to that um, in some tangible ways for us which is if you don't know what Matthew 5 is um, uh, it's the Sermon on the Mount. Um, sometimes you'll hear it called the Beatitudes or yes. anything. It's it's where Jesus goes through and he says, you know, blessed are the, you know, I could go through all of them for you. All the everything. <laughs> blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And it goes on from there. Like all of these things, he gives attributes. So, so can you speak to that? Like how? How? What are some ways that you live out? The being the light of the world
0: well and i think this is one of those situations where it feels like oh if i talk about these good things that i do i'm patting myself on the back or this or that or whatever but again go back to 45 seconds ago when i said <laughs> <laughs> nothing uh nothing i do it, a good is of me it's all a credit to the holy spirit um yeah. pursuing me persisting and and Claiming its rightful place in my life.
1: Well, in all of the all of the good things, there is at least two bad things for each one good thing. To <laughs> sure. At for least, sure. at least in my case, like I could I could be like, well, I did this really well, but I could tell you these two other things that didn't go so
0: well. Right, right. And for for those of you who don't know me, Jackie and I are really good friends, so she knows that that is the truth for me too. She's just being kind. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would say, you know. My kids, it always, I know um, that every time someone talks to me that I feel like I'm going back to these lessons that I teach my kids or the lessons that my kids teach me. Those (laughs) Um, are probably more than the ones we actually teach them. (laughs) So many more, so many more. Um, Well, because I'm not teaching them as much as they are teaching me. There's two of them and one of me. So, um, But I would just say, you know, Spending time with them, and how we handle failure mm-hmm. in our home, how we handle um, just that—that that missing the mark and falling short of what our goals are, or what our desires are, or really sometimes to that point of of really being able to look at it and say we fell short of what you know God wanted. From from us today, I think the way that we handle that um, is is one of the ways that I hope we're I'm being light in the world yeah. because I desperately want my children to recognize that God does not love them more um, based on how they did well today, <laughs> yeah. and God does not love them less if they um, smacked each other or if they if they weren't <laughs> if they didn't talk nice to each other you know I yep. we actually had a conversation this morning the kids and I had a conversation this morning about that it's not it's not God who runs away from us yeah right he in mm-hmm. some ways God is um a lighthouse for us yes he is not chasing down boats so who is that and boss camp, maybe something. (laughs) I don't know exactly who, but God is not a, a, the lighthouse doesn't go chasing down boats to rescue, just stands there shining its light and guiding those boats to safety. And so we were talking about that in respect to how it's not God who is moving all around and we are um, trying to see if we can get close to him okay now he's moved away and here and there and and everywhere it's he's there and our sin is what separates us but we can repent of that sin immediately and we yes. and we are back in that place we are back yep. we can see that light again we are back on the right course and he can guide us back to safety and so um i feel like i just rabbit trailed totally but <laughs> <laughs> from your initial question um but i do think that is one of the ways that I, that I'm trying, I'm actively trying to be light in the world is the way that I represent that to my kids. Because then if there's three of us saying it, you know, if there's three of us recognizing that when we fall short, that he doesn't love us less, or when we um, excel. He doesn't love us more, right? Then that's three of us heading out into the world, and and hopefully showing that to other people. Hopefully showing that. Hopefully they're doing that with their friends, and I'm doing that with my friends, or whoever might cut me off in traffic, or whoever <laughs> might you know be mean to me in the grocery store, or whatever you know. Oh, that traffic one's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> it is Jacksonville. <laughs>
1: it's it's rough, man. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I, that, that's so true. We always tell our kids, you know, like, I love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't do the dishes today, like I asked you 50 times, like <laughs> it's going to be okay. I'm still going to love you. I'm not going to be happy with you, but I'm going to love you anyways. And right. so we, we get to tell our kids, you know, we get to show our kids that like love is not contingent on, right on these things. It is, it is given freely. Um, that's why like okay so christmas is right around the corner of course and so it's so good i know i love christmas (laughs) advent the advent season like i i love the anticipation i love the build-up like I'm like yes, this absolutely. Is, this is this is my season, man. This is my season. <laughs> I really
0: wanted Advent to start a month ago. I am with you, Jackie. <laughs> I,
1: I it could have started a month ago for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I did start anticipation, right? I started. I, I d- was anticipating the anticipation. <laughs> in exactly. <September. laughs> right. The arrival and the coming is is on its way, but it's. Uh, I did start the anticipation early. Well, well, I did say what Jesus was
1: actually probably born in September and so now Mm -hmm. I was like I was like can we just can we just start celebrating Christmas now
0: right now (laughs) and last through the end of January
1: yes anyways (laughs) I know not everyone is on that same page so if if you are
0: more of the uh Scroogey type we totally get it it's (laughs) send your emails to info at com.
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's right don't send them to mine (laughs) so (laughs) um (laughs) Where was I going with that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Advent season. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Christmas season. Christmas around the corner. Christmas is
1: right around the corner. And I am very much a fan of consequences have like consequences are a thing Mm -hmm. in our house. Yes. And so um, I'm often like, okay, well, if you don't do X, Y and Z, then you can't go here or you can't do this or you can't watch your favorite show tonight or, you know, insert whatever it is. But I don't ever do that with Christmas presents. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I want my kids to understand the reason why we even give gifts on Christmas is because of the ultimate gift we were given from Christ. Right. And nothing can take that away. Absolutely. And it's so it's it's all of those little 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 tiny things that our kids capture and they hold on to and they recognize, okay, God is God is a good God who gives freely of salvation you know he gives freely he even gives gifts freely like there Mm -hmm. there are plenty of things in my life that i do not deserve that god has blessed me abundantly with
0: i hear you sister
1: I mean, my husband is one of them. He mm-hmm. is one of the nicest people on the planet. And if you know me really well, you'd be like, why is he with you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case at all. I know him really well. I feel like, you know, I feel like I know you both. And I know exactly why he's with you. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. He is one of the nicest humans living on planet Earth. <laughs> like living on the face of the planet. Kenny Cobble is one of them. The nicest people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so true and, and I'm I
1: am I am a nice person, like I mean but I am not the nicest and and I can be short and all of these things and he just he gives so freely of kindness yes. and generosity and just humility. Like he he will not ever say anything good about himself. Not that I think that's necessarily a great thing all the time. Right. <laughs> But he, if if someone gives him a compliment, he is quick to turn it around to somebody else.
0: He's like, "Oh, I didn't yeah. do that. It was this person, and they did all these right. things." And I mean, and he is never doing something kind in order to get his never pat on the back. Never, um, he's constantly doing the things that would be unseen, mm-hmm. but that are really important and really like. You know, like he helps me every weekend, (laughs) every weekend, even though he has his own roles and his own things. He's supporting helping me every single weekend doing things. And I'm like, oh, thank you. (laughs) This is, this podcast has become a love letter to Kenny Cobble. Thank you so much. The behind the scenes people, you guys just don't even know. Yes. And there and there is person <laughs> There's so after person many of and, them. Yes. There are so many people
1: that I could name who sit in this church and who do so many things who just, who deserve to be praised and yes. they, no one sees what they do. Because
0: and, what they're doing is putting light in the world. They're yes. just not doing it on a stage. Yes. So let's... Let's get back to
1: that question. Yeah. So all of those are very, very, very many ways that you could, that you are, you can exercise that light in the world, just serving and loving on people and being kind. I think that's something that we underestimate. Like you were talking about just holding the door for someone is being the light in darkness because right. you have no idea. I can tell you time after time when I have held the door for someone and they just looked at me like, okay. why are (laughs) you doing this? And I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's simple. I have arms. I (laughs) I can do this.
0: (laughs) I can. So this is a really, um, interesting thing is that in my class of seventh grade students, one of, we make these charts of whether people, whether characters in books should have done this or, or whether they should have done that. And, um, one of the things we always like to say is, should they have done this, whether or not they should have done this? Could they? Was it possible? Okay, then that should go in a column. You know, that yes. should, we should always write it down because it's possible. You know, that I love that. <laughs> write it, just write it down that yes, somebody should have done it because they could. Because they could have done that.
1: <laughs> well, and, and that's, I feel like we've missed so many opportunities as people mm-hmm. to, to be the light in the midst of the darkness right. because we don't we don't think about it. Right. You know, we miss we miss so much on just the fact that I could have done that. I can't tell right. you how many times that I have gone to do something and walked past something and then about 5 minutes later God's like
0: you missed that opportunity. Right. Right. It's sometimes I think we're so focused on um, whether someone's being the light to us mm. that we're we're trying to figure out whether or not someone's being the light to us or how we are being treated that mm-hmm. we forget that it we don't have to wait yes <laughs> we don't have to wait that we can we can be the one exercising that in then of our own yes <laughs> you know um, I don't have to wait to hold the door for someone until someone else has held the door for me yes Or I don't have to wait to uh, compliment someone else's shoes until they've complimented my earrings or something like that. You know, when you recognize.
1: Well, and that's something you do. Amazing. Like you and Taryn, I can, and Tara and I can, I can list mostly women. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: be honest.
1: (laughs) Mostly women who do that just so well. I am actually not one of those people. Like, I think it in my mind, but I don't actually say it out loud. Not because mm-hmm. I don't want to. It's just because it's just not natural for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many times when somebody will come up and just say, oh, this is so nice about you. Or thank you for doing this. Or, you know, just that aud- like that audible praise. Right. It's right. It is such a light sharer. Mm-hmm. And all it is, is just a simple word. Right. A, a couple words. Cost you know? nothing.
0: <laughs> Costs yeah. nothing but a few moments. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, because it is Christmas season, maybe we might focus on the ways that we would be the light that would be monetary or the ways Mm -hmm. that we would be the light that would be, I don't know, um, advocating for consumerism. But that's not it at all, really. Holding the door for someone costs nothing or, um, you know, giving giving that compliment to someone or even, you know, writing a note on a scrap of paper, (laughs) you know, it doesn't even, it doesn't have to be a fancy card from the store, you know, just writing on notebook paper and, and sending it to them or passing it to them. Maybe not in the middle of church, but you know, (laughs) passing, I don't know where do where do notes get passed now between cubicles at work or something. (laughs) 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 I don't know, but I think those things are so important. I have, um, my love language, we, I know we've, uh, you guys have talked about love languages on the podcast in the past, mm-hmm. and we've talked about it in um, various sermons, you know, various series yeah. and different things. We've um, talked about that, but words of affirmation has always been. Um, since I've known what the love languages were, I knew pretty pretty well off. I was like, okay, right away, words of affirmation. As are one big of your deal. closest
1: friends, I am so sorry you're stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am. I'm great with it. It's wonderful. But so a words of affirmation being my one of my primary love languages, how I receive love. I have notes and cards from people that I have kept for like 15 years. Like I've kept between moves, you know, and you move from house to house and I've I've kept them because it's really important to me because it was important enough Mm -hmm. for someone else to write it down. You know, they took the time and they wrote it down. It was important enough for that. So it's been, it's remained important to me. So those are the kinds of things that I think, you know, I still, it's light that they put into the world 15 years ago (laughs) and it's still paying dividends.
1: (laughs) I think too, like when, when we think about how can we be the light, I think just meeting tangible needs is such a huge way. We just did a huge outreach event where we got to bless about 60 families And we, so beautiful, we gave them a turkey and all of the sides that they needed to make their favorite Thanksgiving sides and all of the things that make Thanksgiving just wonderful for them. Right. And, um, And I say that not because, you know, oh, look what we did, but it's more of a hey, look how amazing this got to be. Because when they came through the parking lot, we got to give them those things, but we also got to offer prayer yes. to go along with it oh. and and I can tell you for me I sat at the side of one car for about 20 minutes just talking to this woman about what she was going through and getting to just pour into her and speak truth over situations that you know she might not have ever gotten to talk about with anybody else and, right and that's that right there like spending time with people just just listening Do you know how few people listen?
0: Mm.
1: Right. There is something profound in actively listening to someone. You can be the light in the world if you will just sit and listen. Yes. Especially to people who are alone. Mm. Um, There are so many stories I can tell you of just going and being at the grocery store (laughs) and, (laughs) and someone just stopping me just because they are hungry to talk to somebody. Right. And I am, I am the type of person that quality time is huge. And so because it is such a huge thing for me, I, I do not cut people off. Right. Right. <laughs> Even when I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay because, you know, people are important. And I think my mother-in-law exuded this so well. Um, she, she was late everywhere she went. But it wasn't because she didn't care. It was because she cared so much about the person that she was with in that moment. Mm -hmm. That time was not a thing. Right. And I find myself doing the same thing. Like if I'm at the grocery store, it doesn't matter what's happening in the next 30 Mm -hmm. minutes. And you, I meet someone who just wants to talk.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm
1: going to listen. Right. Because there's a need there that's not being fulfilled. And so I want to be able to fulfill that need for somebody. And then if God opens a door for me to speak truth into them or to give them a moment of just, you know, God loves you. Mm -hmm. I'll do that. Right. But it might not even come to that.
0: Right. Right there. And, and sometimes it might be, Hey, okay, can I pray with you? Like we need to, we need to pray right now. Or sometimes it's not that that opening comes in, that conversation, mm-hmm. but that you walk away praying for yes. that person and praying for their situation. It might not have been the right moment, you know, to pray alongside them or, you know, for them to join in that prayer, but they need the prayer that's inspired by that conversation.
1: Yes. And and God might have put you in that path just so that you could begin to pray for that person. I mean, here yes. at Fathom, one of our values is Rosetta Stone, and that is prayer Mm -hmm. is our first language. It is not the last resort, but it is the first place we go when things are hard and when things start to get into turmoil we want prayer to be our first avenue of defense and
0: then from there we go and do all these other things right and and the same when things are good prayer is our yes. first language prayer yes. is the first thing that we do we're not patting ourselves on the back mm-hmm. for how things are going well we're not talking about um the good things we made happen we are praising and thanking god for how he made that happen how he yes. how he turned whatever we were going to do into something awesome yes yes
1: Yes. And I, I, and you know, like I can think of um, several people like Kevin's one of those people that comes to mind. Yes. He, his first instinct is how can I, how can I help these people? How can I tangibly help this person? Mm -hmm. And that, that's such a great way of getting light into a dark situation. You know, like I can think of, you know, you, you know, a single mom who has to move She has no help, you know, Mm -hmm. and so like you could go and help and there's there's just It's just all of those little moments. It's not going out and evangelizing on the side of the road That's not how we're the light in the darkness. We're the light in the darkness by Simply meeting needs and loving people right and moving in that love for people in whatever direction We're drawn to
0: right and that that might be you know God might be stirring you to evangelize on the side of the road, (laughs) but if he's not that's not, you're not less than. Right, exactly. <laughs> you're not less than. He's, he's uniquely designed each of us and called each of us to something different. And so just because it's not big and showy doesn't mean it's not light. Honestly, if it's not big and showy, it's probably more
1: light than, a, than if it is. Because the reality is, is God, God is, Jesus tells us over and over and over, like, don't, don't let what you're doing be known to the world Mm -hmm. because it's not about that. It's not about being known as this amazing insert, whatever title you feel like you want. Right. You know, but it's about how we live day to day. It's about showing your family who God is in the day to day. It's about, Mm -hmm. you know, showing your neighbor that they're important and that they matter. It's, it's all of those little things, you know, honestly, sometimes cutting your grass (laughs) is is light in the darkness because you know that for you tall grass might not matter that would be me (laughs) but but your neighbors care about those things and so like I cut my grass because I know that it it, it's important to the people around me you know
0: well and and think about that in in other ways too you know what mental grass do you need to cut so you can see the snakes Mm. in the yard what um you know what mental grass do you need to cut so that your the people who live with you you know your kids or your spouse or Mm. your roommate or you know your parents or whatever Mm. that might be like whoever that might be what grass do you need to cut so that you're so that they can see the light yes yes and sometimes that's you know sometimes it's something as petty as name-calling, and sometimes it's something as significant as, you know, um, whether it's, you know, it can be, sometimes it's infidelity, or sometimes it is true disrespect, or sometimes Mm -hmm. it is something you've let fester, Um, you know, you've let it go for a long time, and so it was a small thing before, but now it's a big thing and it's standing it's blocking the light right it's yeah. it, the grass has grown so tall that now it's blocking your ability to be the light yeah that's
1: that's such a huge thing removing removing the the darkness from ourselves mm-hmm. you know like like you said letting something fester somebody said something about you or said something to you that hit you the wrong way and instead of facing it and talking about it right away you let it sit and you let it stew and and now it's this thing that you're like oh this person is mean or they're right or they don't like me or you know like you're whatever the enemy is trying to tell you about it right right so sometimes
0: (laughs) and that's the thing is sometimes we don't sit on it to stew on it right we don't we don't set it aside because we're intending to let it fester but we set it aside because we think that's the right thing to do um, to just let it go and just not not confront it because it's not that big of a deal but then those are the things that the enemy can get into those are the things um, that our our flesh can take hold of Um, and it's not that we were bad initially to not cause confrontation or to whatever it's not that that was initially bad but it totally can get there yeah absolutely
1: well and I think I for me I'm I'm one of those people that I I I don't let things fester (laughs) (laughs) right I'm like I'm like well that hurt my feelings and I know almost instantaneously if I can let it go for real (laughs) or if it's going to bother me. Right. And but that's a practiced. It is. That's it's a very practice practiced. thing. That's
0: something that comes with discernment after you have um, known yourself a long time. You know what I mean? Because yes. even though we've all lived with ourselves, however long, however old we are, we don't all truly know ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's something that's practiced and that's learned it um, that is. behavior that you have. And if you could bottle that up, you could... <laughs> You can make millions of dollars, but, um,
1: that's come from being really hurt by things that should right. not have really hurt me right. in the first place. And saying, you know, like I'm, I'm, I have always lived in the place. Don't rock the boat. Um, because I was afraid that if I said that hurt my feelings or if I said anything about that, then it, it would make people not like me. Ah. And because I am who I am, I want to be liked by everybody. Right. <laughs> I'm an Enneagram too, so <laughs> there you go. Two's in the house. Yes. But, and I'm a two wing one, which is
0: a very interesting combination. <laughs> it is a pretty good combination. Uh, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Enneagram, a two is a helper and a one is a rule follower. So she's a rule following helper, a helping rule follower. That's a helping rule follower. Uh, yeah, I'm a two wing three. <laughs> So I, I, the two, the helping perform, I want to help you while also being the center of your attention.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's better than my rule follower because that rule follower, man, it, it gets you every time.
0: (laughs) Oh, anyway, back to.
1: So, so in my desire to, to be liked, Mm -hmm. I would suppress things that. Right. Really would not be anything if I had just confronted them ahead of time. Right. You know, as soon as they happened and said, you know, hey, I didn't like that or that made me feel bad because you said this. What did you really mean? Right. And that's most of the time. It's like, what did you, what were you saying when you said this? Because really, I just take things out of out of context or out of whatever, mm-hmm. you know. and And so... As God has really captivated me and really taken hold of my life, um, He has made me to where i don 't <laughs> i right. don 't sit on things right if it truly bothers me i 'm going to come to you and say, "Can you clarify yes because i don 't understand or I misinterpreted what you said because it is too important relationships mm-hmm. are too important to God right, and if they are so important to God then they are so they should be so important to yes, us. They're invaluable. And so to now us. now I'm like this really awesome conflict resolution person. I never <laughs> ever thought I would be that person, but here we are and yeah. I I've I don't shy away from conflict anymore and it's actually something that I'm
0: very comfortable in. Yeah. Well, and and if God gave us uh, back to a different part of Matthew, but like if God gave us a blueprint for how to handle conflict, then that means that he intends for us to resolve it, yes. you know, amongst ourselves, like to to resolve it amongst ourselves and and to, to handle that, to, to do that. He knows we're going to have conflict. Um, and so he says, hey, here's how you handle it, right? Right. So I think in and of itself, like <laughs> tying it back to the light of the world, like it really is handling conflict in a biblical manner mm-hmm. um, because conflict is going to come up. How Absolutely. It's, it's going to. We're humans. We are imperfect. We are flawed. Um, <laughs> and we live in a fallen world. And so because of that, conflict is going to happen. There are going to be situations. There are going to be issues. And handling those things in a biblical way, handling them in a way that says, okay, God, do what you're going to do in this situation with both of us or with all of us or or whatever, you know, however that situation arises, whatever, you know, however many people are involved, do what you're going to do in this situation and I'm here for it. That is light in the world. Yes. That is light in the world. Yes. Because it's that conflict and that um, those issues are ways that the darkness is trying to permeate. Right, that yep. darkness is trying to mm-hmm. to take over. It's trying to overcome it, and when we don't allow that, when we, you know, when we actually follow what he's told <laughs> us to do, or when we um, go with those urges and are mm-hmm. those nudges of the Holy Spirit uh, to say, okay, this is something you're not going to be able to just put away. Um, yeah. That that's something that that hurt you a little bit, or you yeah. know, that's something that it didn't hurt you, but if said in the same way could hurt someone else. So go in and clarify with that person, that kind of thing. I think, you know, that is the light of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So we talked a lot about (laughs) um, a lot of different ways that we can be the light of the world. And, and we, we long for that. We long for, ourselves and for each and every single one of you to live that out in a daily way. Yes. That is it's it's just imperative to our walk with God to be the light in the darkness. And um, I hope that today has helped bring light to those things for you. Um, as always, if you have questions or if you, you want to ask a question that you want answered for, on the podcast, please feel free to email me, Jackie, J-A-C-I, at Fathom Church, Jax, J-A-X, dot com, And um, just ask away. We're here to help. Um, if you need prayer if, or if you just want to talk, we're here and just know that we are praying for you and that we love you and we're so thankful that you guys listened today and we will talk with you next time
0: Yeah, Jackie, thank you for having me on today it was a pleasure yes, thank you for hanging out with me it, <laughs> it's, it's really cool to get, to get to talk to different people about different yeah. things don't you guys worry Pastor Kyle will be <laughs> back next week
1: yes, so we love you guys and we will talk to you later talk bye. to you soon, bye